Hello and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And we're back this fortnight to talk about The X-Files. Um, yeah. So I've, I've been watching The X-Files for the past two weeks. I got through about three quarters of the first season. Okay, yeah. Uh, so so for those of you who I guess have been living under a giant rock, let's <laughs> let's give a basic concept summary here. Um, the X-Files is a story of David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, who uh, David Duchovny plays a character called Fox Mulder, who is this kind of FBI agent who resides over this small part of the agency that investigates X-Files, uh, kind of supernatural cases, right? Unexplained things that that nobody's really been able to... unexplained, which is bad spelling on the FBI's part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, so he's a kind of conspiracy theorist kind of guy, definitely believes in aliens having, not just existing, which I think is reasonable out there in the universe, but having come to Earth and abducted people and whatever, right? Yeah, the the more far-fetched sort of angle of it, which is they're visiting and they're taking people and probing their butts and stuff. Yeah, and there's this global governmental conspiracy to cover it up and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Which is insane, but, you know, ultimately turns out to be correct. Uh, <laughs> and then there's uh, Dana... Is it Dana? Dana yeah. Scully? Yep. Um, who is this other agent who's kind of proven herself in other parts of the FBI and then gets assigned to work with Mulder on these cases. Um, and so she kind of comes in as this... Uh, she's got a... she's She's got a, like, medical degree... Um, she's very scientific minded. And so the dynamic of the show is Scully wanting to find the scientific explanation for something while Mulder wants to, and often does find the supernatural explanation. Right. Yeah. It almost immediately, he jumps to some absolutely insane, uh, hypothesis that's absolutely (laughs) correct. And she's sort of desperately trying to be reasonable. (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, um, oh, there's no way this, uh, someone could have fit down this chimney and we found this stretched out fingerprint. Oh, it must be a guy that can stretch his body super long and also can be very disjointed and is eating the, the livers of these victims. And that obviously turns out to be correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, because he never is like, oh, it must be some kind of insect that flies through the chimney and then and it's like an equally ridiculous but incorrect answer. He never gives. He always gives a ridiculous but correct answer. Yeah, I, I think they change that up a little bit later. Like sometimes he'll spend the first three quarters of the episode thinking it's aliens and then, you know, at the last minute it's like, oh, no, it's other supernatural sort of thing so he was like kind of wrong but he was right about it not being normal (laughs) not being just a dude or whatever yeah yeah so the here's here's a question so i got through the first part of the first season right and then uh in case you missed our our last episode you told me to go and watch season 10 episode 3 called uh molder meets the were monster or something like that yeah yeah molder and scully meet the were monster to get a taste of what the later series is like Um, Yeah. I'm kind of curious because I watched part of the start of the show and part of, you know, the end of the show. Where does most of the show fall on this spectrum? (laughs) Um, I'd actually say there's a third point that is a large chunk of the show. Mm. Like the first, the first three or four, it's been a while now for me and, and I marathoned it. So these numbers may not be exactly correct, but the first three or four seasons are all like 
sort of the good ones, I would say. Like, you mm. know, season one takes a while to find its footing as as any sort of new show does, but yeah. um settles into a good routine. Then as the original show kind of went on, it just got worse and worse and worse until <laughs> se- se- season nine is like I- I'd suggest people watch Arrow season four over X Files season nine. Um yeah. and then okay. ten ten and eleven are very interesting because all of the little standalone mystery of the week episodes are phenomenal. And then the the episodes that sort of bookend each season deal with the overarching mythology and those are just as bad as season nine. Like the, the overarching mythology of the X-Files is far and away its weakest uh, aspect. Mm. Like uh, I, I sort of rewatched a, a chunk of season one over the last two weeks as well, but uh, I found myself skipping a bunch just because I've already seen it. So there were a few where I was like, oh, this is just one of those stupid alien ones. Like skip. I'm much more interested in, uh, you know, the ones where it's like a genetic mutation or, or something like that. Yeah. I find those episodes much more enjoyable. Yeah, I yeah. So this is the thing. So obviously, it it at some point starts to have some overarching plot, um, and you yeah. get kind of hints of that. But I really didn't have any episodes that dealt with plot. There was always just a kind of thirty second stinger at the end of an episode where. Um, Mulder meets with this character who's some kind of government agent who's just feeding him information for some unknown reason at the moment. Um, yeah. And so the plot really ha- hasn't developed most of the way into the first season. Um, no, it's really the the season one finale that sort of actually starts to go into who this deep throat guy is and what his motivations are and, and all that. Like it, I mean, this, yeah. this was very much one of the first shows I think that did this formula where it was mostly week to week episodes, but they had that overarching plot. So they sort of ease into the concept a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm interested because I'm interested to hear about the kind of spectrum between the start of the show and the end of the show, because the episode I watched the, the where monster episode was so 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 tonally different from from yeah. season one well it, it 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 is um it is kind of overall actually like it's a very sort of light-hearted like you've got to remember this is the season 10's the season where they brought the show back after it being off the air yeah. for 15 years so it was very much a, a yeah. passion project and like reese darby and, and kumail nagiani are, are both big x-files fans so that one was almost like a, a fan love dedication to the show rather than um, like a classic kind of episode. Like I thought that really took the best elements of the show and just had fun with them. Yeah, because it's it's very. I mean, it felt kind of like uh, the X Files version of of a Scooby Doo episode, right? Where it's <laughs> very goofy. Um, there's so the the episode revolves around uh, some people see this this lizard monster, and over time you you kind of start to understand this lizard monster is a a guy that's been turning into a lizard monster um and there's this kind of animal control officer who's trying to help kind of at points help them track it down yep. and it turns out it was actually a lizard guy who just got bitten by a human and now starts turning into a human and <laughs> describes how he had this overwhelming desire to put on clothes and find a job and and all this stuff it's it's very goofy and then we find out that the the killer was the animal control guy, and he starts monologuing about his serial killer origins, and it gets uh, interrupted. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, you're just a serial killer. They're all one and the same. It's very, it's very self aware, right? Yeah. Um, Mulder's ringtone is the X Files theme song. You know, it's, <laughs> but but you know, season one is it takes everything very seriously. So I'm kind of curious because I've only seen 
these two kind of snapshots of the show I'm assuming most of the show is on the season one kind of trend. Um, definitely. I mean, they start to mix in more of the lighthearted ones as as it sort of, I don't know, goes on, is more solid. Like, you know, once once they've sort of established that formula for a while, they, they play around with it a bit more. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that episode I sort of wanted you to skip ahead to is one of the, the goofiest probably in the whole series. Okay, sure. Um, I want to talk about the world of the X-Files. Because yeah. it's it's one of the problems I had with the show is it feels very it feels very much like anything is possible in this X Files world, right? Like Yeah. Um you go from episodes where it's a, a Neanderthal woman who's been living in the wild for ages and undiscovered to a kind of alien ball of light that, that abducts a guy to, you know, the the episode we mentioned before with the guy who can kind of stretch his body out and that's the the in universe explanation for that is a kind of genetic mutation to like um a, a body swap episode where a criminal gets put into the body of a cop and and starts going around and doing crimes in this cop's body and it's very like these are all very very different explanations like some of them have quite pseudo scientific explanations some of them are aliens some of them are you know functionally kind of just magic or never explained yeah um and it feels like from week to week there's there's no there's no consistent logic to what's actually possible in this world and what isn't. Or another example is there's one where there's just a kind of evil AI that that starts murdering people. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if I should bring this up in in the prescription because I I thought it might give the wrong impression, but maybe I should have because because I I think that was something that bothered me when I first started watching it. Is it felt like there was no cohesion to the world. Mm. And yeah. and eventually I sort of read up on it and like that was sort of that was by design like the the whole point of mm. the X Files and the creator's mind was you know it's all unexplained and and beyond our understanding was sort of a big thing he was always going mm. for like it's something that humans sh- like won't really be able to comprehend and so that was kind of part of that is he wanted each episode to have its own sort of rules to the world kind of thing to add to that sense of as you're watching the show you you can't predict like because if you think about later seasons of, of things like supernatural or fringe you you started to know very early on what was happening because there was there were established rules and so to get around that the x-files yeah. went out of its way not to have those but i i wouldn't say that means you can't kind of predict what's happening because while while the the creature or whatever or the world doesn't have consistent rules it's still i mean whether it's to the show's detriment or not, because it's an older show and and it it clearly set a standard, but the standards that it set have kind of become cliches, right? Yeah. So you can look at an episode and in the first five minutes, you can, you know, pretty reasonably, consistently figure out what's actually going on here. (laughs) You're just kind of waiting for for Scully and Mulder to, to, you know, stumble onto it. Yeah. There were a lot of episodes in the show that I really liked. Um, I think my favorite episode that I saw was uh, another completely, obviously, <laughs> inconsistent to the rest of the episodes, but uh, Scully, Scully and Mulder go to this kind of Arctic research station. Oh, and, the the Thing and, episode. Yeah, the episode that's basically just a kind of TV adaptation of The Thing, yeah. um, where there's this worm that infects people and gives them this kind of overwhelming compulsion to, to I don't know, to kill 
well, not overwhelming because they still kind of blend in with people, right? But they'll take an opportunity to to murder people when they can, and so it's this it's this suspenseful like who's infected with this creature, who isn't kind of yeah episode, right? And and this to me is like the pinnacle of what the X Files is. It's it sets a a kind of a, it sets a sphere for itself to play in, and then delivers a really compelling dramatic narrative within that sphere, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I do think there are a fair number of episodes so far where it was like, here's some just kind of random stuff that happens and uh, Scully and Mulder ex- explore it and then you don't really get a, a, a resolution to it. <laughs> just kind of like, well, that's unexplained and that's just, there are mysteries out there and then the episode kind of ends. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely one or two as I was going through it the the, the last few weeks where it would sort of come up and I was like, ah, oh, I remember this one and, and the twist at the end is this and I didn't like that, so I'm just going to skip mm. it. Well, there was the one I, the, the one that I I enjoyed the least in the season was this episode where um, there's this kind of ball of light that, yeah. that I guess escapes from a, a forest or you're not really sure where it's come from. The military kind of knows that it's there and this guy who, was, who claims he was abducted, you know, years ago, it kind of tracks him down and the episode ends with it abducting him Mm. and then it's kind of like Mulder and Mulder Scully kind of has not much role in this in this episode but Mulder is kind of batting heads with the military to to kind of track down this thing and figure out what it is and and Mulder meets this guy and kind of works with him and and the final thing is this ball of light abducting the guy and Mulder seeing this happen and and then the episode just kind of ends with the military being like Ah, uh, we'll get you for this one, Mulder. You know you've interfered with us for the last time, or whatever, <laughs> and and then nothing really <laughs> happens. I mean, maybe that, maybe that is developed later. But the frustrating part of this episode to me is like, it it builds up this thing that then kind of just doesn't like it just abducts a guy, and then the episode ends, and and nothing really ever comes of it. Nothing really, nothing happens in this episode that that makes you think, you know, oh, what's what's the mystery here? What's the yeah. What's the thing here? No, that was that was one that I skipped uh, the last the last two weeks. That was <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, I was like, I remember yeah. this one. Nothing happens. So he just chases the ball and then it gets away and that's the end. Yeah. Um, no, I will say that one of the things the show does do, like in later seasons, is kind of then they have a big twist at one point, which explains why Mulder and Scully have been allowed to continue doing what they've been doing, like why they haven't yeah. just been killed by the military or something. No, there's a throw. Yeah. There's a throwaway line early about why, but yeah. it's kind of a shitty reason. And there's a better reason given later, um, which is interesting because that contrasts the the rest of the overarching mythology, which just kind of gets shittier and, and shittier as the show goes on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is part that I'm able to suspend my disbelief on, right? Like, sure, regardless of whether there's a government conspiracy, it's fine that we have these two main characters who are exploring it, even though they're a part of the government. Like, I can look past that; it's fine. That. The problem to me with the X-Files was when when a show doesn't set consistent rules for its universe or for the kind of stories that it's telling, that by definition makes it inconsistent, right? Yeah. And that means that sometimes you'll get really good episodes that exist because you're able to not limit yourself by the rules of this universe. Yeah. 
And then sometimes you get episodes that, because they don't really know what they're doing, <laughs> uh, like more conceptually, it, it it's just very abstract and, and weird and, and not a great episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think back to like, a you know, even, even another show that we sort of talked about on here, like Stargate SG-1 had that sort of same problem in season one where it has episodes that don't fit in at all with the mythology of the show that exists for the remaining like 18 seasons. Um mm. And and so I think there's there's probably a bit of that. Um, it's been so long now since I watched some of the later seasons, but I don't remember that being as much of a problem later on. Like there's still the the variances and stuff, but there's not quite as much inconsistency. I I guess maybe part mm-hmm. of it is you you start to enjoy the inconsistency because the one part of the show that is very consistent is that overarching mythology, which just gets worse and worse that you get to the point where you want those episodes yeah, that don't fit enough. in um maybe that's part of it like uh if you yeah. if you've watched the whole thing you're kind of like oh i want the shows that don't conform to the rules because the rules suck uh so much later on yeah it's interesting i reckon i reckon i actually would enjoy this show more if i didn't watch it all and it was just like what are the good episodes what or what are the you know if you had to cut five episodes from each season, which ones would you not watch? And then just kind of watch the show like that, just skipping <laughs> the episodes you don't like? Well, one thing they did in uh, a few years after the show sort of finished the first time is they released like a DVD set that contains just the mythology ones. So it's called like X-Files, the mythology episodes. Right. And I'd probably recommend what you do is you get that list and those are all your, the episodes you skip. So Yeah, it's, that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, I like that idea. <laughs> Skip all the episodes that are on that are on this featured DVD. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so just just get the episode list from that because the the overarching mm. mythology is, is definitely the part of the X Files I enjoy the least. Mm. Yeah. So if that if if we're talking about the X Files, that's kind of my summary of it. I think. Yeah. It's, look, this show has has good moments, but there are parts where it's just kind of, or at least in season one, from what I've seen just kind of bad episodes, you know, just has some some stinkers in there. Skip those, enjoy <laughs> the show, probably something like a 7 out of 10 without without these terrible episodes. So, yeah, pretty fun. Cool. So is that your official rating then? That's my official rating, 7 slash forward slash 10. All right. So, so, so moving on to this fortnight. Moving on to this fortnight. And oh, speaking of shows that... that I enjoyed, but there's there's things about them that I hated. We're going to get into a fun little prescription here. Um, I'm bringing <laughs> you the show called Final Space, which for anybody who has a Netflix subscription, you will have seen ads for this <laughs> yep. because it's just it, it, Netflix has really been pushing it lately. Um, and I resisted for a while until one of my friends was like, hey, you have to check out this show. So I did. And I, I watched the first five episodes and then I... I was messaging my friend throughout the first five episodes that I watched all in one night. Oh my God, I hate this show so much. Um, but I watched the first five and then I waited for about a week and then in a single night I watched the other five <laughs> and I liked it. So <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Final Space. Um, it's a show about a, a guy in space, right? And I'm not going to get into the plot here, but um, over a 10-episode arc, it has this this story about this guy meeting a kind of cast of characters and overcoming a you know a kind of epic difficulty to save the universe right okay sure um and the thing i maybe it's worth talking about how uh futurama is one of my favorite shows of all time yeah that's that's a given um for anybody who's sane 
Right. It's it's hilarious. It's a hilarious space comedy. It's got a lot of heart. It's got this really great cast of characters that you you grow to love over the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Futurama to me is like the ten out of ten show, right? And and Final Space. It feels like it's about eight tenths of a Futurama, which still makes it a pretty good show, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's we've sort of said the same thing about Kimmy Schmidt. Like Kimmy Schmidt starts off weak, but by the end, it's like an eight out of ten Thirty Rock, which is yeah, which um, is a good. I show. mean, that's an eight out of ten. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's sort of the same thing. Um, yeah. So Final Space is like sometimes it's pretty funny. It has a lot of heart. That's the thing that it has in Spades. And it has a, a really great cast of characters, except one who I t- really hate, and, and which makes me not like the show, uh, because unfortunately the the worst character is the main character. He, he's he's horrible. Sure. Um, and so it's this show where, like, it definitely gets better and better over the course of the season because you get less of the, <laughs> you get you know less relatively of the main character and more of the supporting cast as the kind of cast of characters grow um to to cover some of the details it's it's a netflix original it was produced by conan o'brien uh who saw this kind of youtube pilot that they made and then was like oh this is cool i'm gonna help it get made and because it's got this okay. kind of big backing it's got a great voice cast um the villain is played by david tennant and he's great as he is in everything um yeah, it's a it's a good show. It's got a lot of really really interesting concepts and really cool designs, and just mm, just an annoying main character. <laughs> <laughs> so I I probably sound quite down on it, but this is a show that I really really liked. Um, but of course, when you really really like something and you you know that it could be so great if not for this one thing, <laughs> it it's it, it's a sticking point, right? Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But it's still worth recommending. I would say it's still it's still a very good show. What what's going to be interesting here is I'm pretty sure in the next few days after we're recording this, so and maybe even it's already happened by the time this episode's being released. Um, Matt Groening's new Netflix show is coming out. Yes, Disenchantment, yeah. which is a show that I'm also quite excited for. Well, me too, because uh, it just looks like fantasy Futurama. Mm. So what's probably going to end up happening is over the next two weeks, I'm going to watch both. Um, yeah, I'd say so. It'll be. I, I think that'll yeah. inevitably come up in in next fortnight's discussion as well. So yeah, that's interesting. An interesting point for us to get back to. Yeah, contrasting final space, tis enchantment, and I suppose Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's my recommendation. Final space. It's on Netflix. Netflix original. So pretty easy to to get access to. Yeah. Okay. Too easy. Uh, I guess in a fortnight we will come back and we will see what you thought of it. Um, and of course, audience, you are free to watch Final Space as well and leave us your thoughts. You can do that on our discussion threads, which will be linked in the uh, in the show notes below. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook to interact with the show. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or any other kind of podcasting service of choice. That would be much appreciated. Um, our website, mediamdpodcast.com, has links to do all of those things that I just mentioned. Uh, discussion threads, socials, ways to contact us, and all of our previous clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his want to believe. Elliot, <laughs> why don't you tell the listeners this week's clue? Uh, box. Box. And we'll see you next fortnight. <laughs> Thank you.